Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and you're listening to the Downtime Podcast, where we delve deep into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. This week's episode is supported by Canyon Bikes, and as you probably know, they've just updated their entire range of e-bikes. There's a brand new 180mm torque on, and the whole range now has the awesome EP8 motor from Shimano with a whopping 85 new meters of torque. With a torque on, Canyon wanted to create something that meant you no longer needed to worry about chairlifts and shuttles to get your gravity fix. It's been designed to be capable of taking everything that you can throw at it. It's got 180mm travel, a 63.5 degree head angle, and that's combined with a long reach and short change days to make sure that it's super playful and lively on the trails. It's also been tested to the same standards as their downhill bikes, and it passed, so it's really tough. There's also the Spectralon, which is their 150mm bike, and that's been built to be more of an all-rounder, and it's going to enable you to massively increase the ground that you can cover on your trail rides. They also make a 130mm Neuron on and a Hardtail Grand Canyon on, so whatever your e-bike needs, Canyon have got you covered. The bikes are in stock pretty much everywhere, but if you do happen to be in a country that doesn't have stock immediately, then there will be an option for you to sign up for a notification as soon as that country's stock arrives, and that shouldn't be too far off. So head to canyon.com now and check them out. Do us both a favour and subscribe to the podcast so as you get each episode delivered to you as soon as it's available. If you're listening on Spotify, then give the podcast a follow there. Either way, it's free and it's super easy to do. And there's buttons for all the major platforms over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash subscribe. Or there's probably a subscribe or a follow button in whatever app you're using to listen to this episode now. So you can go over there and get it done. If you'd like to get an email from me every now and again, where I'll send you links to interesting bike-related articles and videos, show you some of the products that I've been using and really rate, and send you links to giveaways and competitions too, then you can join my newsletter. You're not going to get a ton of spam emails, so don't worry about that. Just an occasional dose of mountain biking stuff to get you stoked for riding. You can sign up by heading to the subscribe page of my website and filling out the simple form there. You will get an email with a confirmation link that you'll need to click before you be on the newsletter. So make sure that you check your junk mail after you sign up for that. For the dedicated downtime listeners amongst you, I've got awesome organic t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies available at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. They're great quality, available worldwide, and they ship without any single-use plastics too. All proceeds help keep the podcast going and improving what we're doing. Make sure you give me a follow on Instagram and Facebook where I'm at Downtime Podcast too. I'd love to hear from you there, so keep the comments coming. All right, this week on the show, I'm catching up with Phil Atwell. Phil has had a rough couple of years with some pretty nasty injuries that have made repeating that Lenser High 2017 podium a big challenge. Right up until the final round in Lusa last year where he stuck it into fifth place. We chat about that, his move to Greece, filming for Gamble, injury, the move back to propane and plenty more. So without further ado, here's Phil Atwell. Phil Atwell, welcome back to the Downtime Podcast. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Chris, man. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. Thanks. We've uh, we've battled through a few technical challenges, but we got there, right? Mate, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, last, last time you came on the show was uh, was way back in September 2017. You just had your first World Cup podium at Lenzerheide. You had suffered a broken scaphoid in Whistler that you were recovering from, and you were on your way out to Greece, I think, to spend some time with your girlfriend with the hopes of coming back to the UK with a Panda 4x4. What happened? <laughs> I don't know if it was... A, yeah, was I planning to get a Panda and come back to the UK with a Panda? I think that was a pan. Yeah, you wanted oh, to bring one back. My mind does come up with some things, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, we were in Greece um, recovering um, with a broken wrist. and I didn't actually drive a Panda on that trip, but I did end up driving one quite a bit this year. Uh, during some trail building and uh, yeah driving a panda back and forth for an hour at go lets you know reminds you of muscles you never thought you had <laughs> <laughs> not an easy drive yeah but they're quite fun they are a giggle like yeah amazing bits of kit for sure that's it yeah and so I think since then you've decided to move out to Greece pretty much full time yeah yeah um, I've been here uh, so Last November marked two years. Been here. So yeah, I've been here over two years now, and I'm loving it. Yeah, what, really. what kind of yeah? What drove that choice to make it a full time place to live? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, back in 20, 2017, uh, when I came out here for uh, to recover from a wrist, sort of was chilling with Cat's family in Pilion. Just sort of fell in love with the place. My wrist got better when I was here. Started riding the trails from like. You could do like 20-minute runs from the top of the mountain and pretty much end up on the beach. 
Oh. And like everyone was so chill. It's just like people like darting around like no helmets on scooters. I was like, this place is absolutely mad, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I could maybe see myself uh, moving here. And then like me and Kat were, were living at my mum mum and dad's in Burkhampstead. We're like looking to to rent somewhere like nearest London or near where I used to live, but it just this was in like end of twenty seventeen. No, this was like twenty eighteen. Basically, things weren't very affordable, and um, yeah, the idea came up to move to Greece. And, and at that point, I'd already been out there for a couple of months. I'd filmed Gamble there and dug a track in Pilion, and I'd spent a little bit of time in Athens. And I was like, you know what, I could, I could be keen. And uh, yeah, so come the end of twenty eighteen, we packed the van and off we went. Um, made a little video, Route 43, anyone wants to watch it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Here we are, two years later, love and, and life is, in Greece. <laughs> is it a lot cheaper to live out there than it is in the UK, certainly in the southeast of the UK? Oh, mate, it's, yeah, way cheaper. Way cheaper, yeah. yeah um, and a slightly better climate? Yeah, I mean, it's probably, oh, it's probably, I don't know, 18 degrees today, 20 degrees. Oh. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not like ridiculously cheaper. Um, there's loads of things that try and stitch you up out here. Like if you buy a Greek car, you just basically might as well set some money on fire. Um, but yeah, like rent, the, the places you can rent for the money is like insane. And food is probably, well, food's definitely cheaper. We go to like a market every week. Um, every Thursday we go to the Leke, Leke market. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, spend 30 euros there and you've got like food for the week. Wow. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you are you in Athens or somewhere else? Yeah, I'm in Athens. um like Papago, which is mm-hmm. just next to like one of the the Imatos mountains. So I did I did a bit of filming here in Gamble Project, people might have seen. Where I got yeah. I had a big old crash in my segment. So basically that's that's behind my house, all them trails. Uh, okay perfect yeah we'll definitely talk a little bit about that what's the what's the scene like out there then is there a lot of riding going on yeah it's it's cool man i've it's definitely growing from what i've noticed since uh not saying i grew it all by myself but yeah since i got here compared to now there's you go out for a ride on saturday sunday you will see loads of people up the mountain it's packed which is cool yeah. to see. what sort of what sort of riding are people doing is there like all the disciplines kind of taking place or is there like more focus on downhill or street or what like how how does it yeah how does it yeah out? i mean i'd say there's it's got good a good scene of everything you know there's like i know bmx dudes and street dudes that just ride street and then there's a good dirt jump scene we've got like paradise trails uh costas's backyard um then there's loads of trail bike down all sort of boys. Yeah, people digging trails all the time. It's cool. Nice. Is there racing as well? Yeah, we've got the we've got Fortis and Harris that run the Enduro Greek series. So that okay. happens. I don't know if it was, it was yeah, there was a couple of races that went ahead last year with the whole COVID situation. Yeah, yeah. that's been that's been doing real good for the last two years. Everyone seems to be turning up to them. So, um, so pretty, pretty big numbers at those kind of races then. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the numbers off the top of my head, but like, yeah, it's a decent enough turnout. Um, yeah. And the tracks are normally like pretty cool. You know, you get to see different parts of Greece and generally a good, good fun event followed by lots of free beers. Thanks to the organizers, which is, which is good. <laughs> that's about, that's a pretty good sounding race event. <laughs> oh, man, it is kind of funny. <laughs> Sweet. Um, and then yeah, there's there's some downer races. There not been any downer races last year with the whole coronavirus, but um, yeah, hopefully there'll be a couple this year because there's some some mega tracks about. Sweet, yeah. Well, and there's the, like you say, there's the trails out the back of where you are now. Yeah, so that's that's where you built the section for Gamble. No, so I built the section for Gamble in Pilion, which is north of Greece. Like that's uh, okay. where my girlfriend dad girlfriend's dad is from. Um, that's like black loamy heaven dirt. It looked in like incredible the stuff that you put through there. Like it looked like perfect kind of autumn trails in the UK. Oh, cheers, mate! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it had it has a bit of everything up there. It's got like these these gullies that are from like rainwater over the years and like from when the snow melts. I know years and years of erosion. They've just got these huge like loam gullies that are just there already. Like I just want to go there and move logs and ride these gullies. <laughs> so pretty easy to put a track in up there as well. Uh, we built that. So me, myself, Nikos, and Jason, uh, Yannis might have helped out. Yeah, we built that gamble track in about two weeks from scratch. Good effort. Um, it was a big two weeks, but it was it was fun, you know, and, and it was fairly, I wouldn't say easy, but yeah, it was easy enough. It was enjoyable, yeah. Yeah. What was it like being involved with that project? Because that was a huge kind of, it was being kept pretty hush-hush, and it was a super big project, loads of big names. Must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, man. Dead exciting. Until uh, things got a little bit painful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know. it's not Mono's fault, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we, so we did all, the, the original plan was to film in lots of different locations um, yeah. throughout Greece. Right. And, um so we ended up going to Pillion and then we just got so much good stuff there. We ended up staying there for like way longer and then ended up missing all, a, load, a load of other locations due to weather and this, that and the other. But anyway, we'd come back to Athens because we knew there were some good trails here. Um, but like Mono was like a bit unsure about like the riding. was like, oh yeah, I don't know if you're going to use this. I'm like, well. So I heard, I heard him mutter and I was like, I fucking watch this like <laughs> i come into this section way too fast like try to set up high into this right hander and like off this jump and just turn the bar to the left and just caught this like real angry bush and it just absolutely slammed me to the floor and uh that was yeah that was the end of my uh healthy knee really yeah it looked uh it looked terrific so was that that was the acl issue was it uh that was the start of it yeah definitely right okay fair play um, but, but yeah i mean as a project to be involved in it looked uh it looked like something pretty special it must have been good fun they got you all together was it in sheffield that boxing gym that was kind of like the link scene for the movie yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> was that was that did that get pretty hectic i mean there's a lot of whiskey around the table but was it nah, drunk? No, no i don't think it was drinking i don't Maybe Greg turned up a bit drunk. No comment. Anyway, um, yeah, that was a giggle. Everyone was having a little go in the boxing ring. And then there was one clip where I had to jump into the ring. And I, like, slipped as I took off. And, like, skin of my teeth nearly, like, kicked Brooke in the back of the head. Like, fully slammed the table with my riding shoe on. And I was like, holy shit, like, I'm going to kick Brooke like that. It's not going well. But, <laughs> so that, that wasn't intended then. Is no, that made that, it that was movie, like, didn't it? That was a complete accident. But <laughs> it worked well for the filming. And I was I was loving the filming, like, getting up and dressed up in that. Um, Mono had this suit from his mate, like this sparkly green suit, and I just absolutely love wearing it. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna ask you whether you, that was yours already or whether it was bought for the film. No, nah, that was yeah. Mono borrowed it off his mate, but uh, I was really hoping to keep that, but he, he had to give it back, unfortunately. It, it is pretty special, yeah. If people haven't seen it, it's, it's um, out on Rebel TV now, I think. So you can I go think, and watch yeah, it. For, it for is, yeah. yeah, go check that out. Like it's, uh, it's worth a watch. Yeah. <laughs> And who so who chose Boney M as the soundtrack for your section then? Because it's it's a really nice fit to that piece, but I, I wouldn't have chosen it necessarily. Like it's not at the top of my list for a mountain bike film. Boney M was that yeah, that rah rah raspy yeah, so I'm not sure. I think maybe yeah, Mono and Jobo come up with it, and they were like, "Yeah, we've got a hell of a tune." I don't think they tell me what it was, or maybe they did, but I'd never heard of it before. But when I saw the part, I was like, "Yeah." shit yeah i'm stoked with that <laughs> it sounds yeah it fits it so well doesn't it yeah, yeah amazing so yeah you end up with a with a pretty nasty crash from that kind of limping mm. away what where did you where yeah where did that go then from there because you ended up with a with an acl injury kind of in that off season didn't you uh did yeah so i went home um i was trying to get a scan for for months at the nhs 
um, which was unsuccessful. I got like got one of them. I didn't get a CTI. I don't know what I got, but I got like one of the radiography scans. It wasn't the ideal when they thought they saw something. So then I was trying to get another scan. But at this point, it'd been like a month, you know, and I was like, it started to feel bad. So I was like riding like general cross country, this, that, and the other, trying to keep some fitness. Uh, and then, yeah, we went on like a Christmas ride, like uh, do like a yearly Christmas ride out. And then it was feeling a bit better, still a bit unstable at this point. And I still haven't got the proper scan. And uh, I tried to jump this log and slipped on top of this log, put my leg out, and it just snapped. Um, yeah, and yeah, everyone thought I was joking, but I was like actually in some pain lying around on the floor. Uh, and yeah, that was it. That's when the knee was completely wrecked. Yeah, and that's a kind of a tricky position, right? Because you mm. were sort of in the middle of re-signing contracts for 2018 and not knowing quite, I guess, yourself whether you're going to be healthy enough to race. That must be a bit. Yeah, man. it was. Um, it was a pretty crazy time actually because. The, coming off the back of 2017, which was like the best season I'd had to date, you know, I'd had my first podium and a couple of top 20s and a top 10 in there. And um, yeah, going into 2018, I think I'd just signed the contract and it was like the first year I was going to get paid like properly, I would say. Yeah. And um, yeah, knowing that and going in with like what what I knew was, I knew I wasn't going to be 100% fitness. Yeah, it was, it was pretty gnarly, yeah, because I was like feeling all this pressure to perform with getting paid and this, that and the other. And yeah, I, I tried to work real. I, well, I did I worked real hard to try and get that knee as strong as I could for, for the first race. But like, honestly, looking back here, yeah, I, I don't think I should have been racing to Croatia or, um, yeah, maybe a couple of them. But anyway, yeah, we, we got back to some sort of form for 2018, which was cool because yeah, I was did, stressed. Did you have a reconstruction surgery on it then? Yeah, yeah. So that was another thing, <laughs> moving to Greece. So, yeah, as soon as I snapped the knee, uh, snapped the uh, the ACL, like it snapped, it made like a pretty horrific noise. Uh, and then the next, like I went to hospital that, that night and they just put it in a splint and like, yeah, yeah, you'll be all right. I was like, well, huh. that's not ideal. I obviously need to get a scan, but you're not going to give me one. Um, and then the next morning I woke up, rolled out of bed and like the side of my leg, so my like inside of my leg was pointing up and the leg fell off the bed and the knee, the bottom of the leg just went gonk and like down and then back up again. I was just like, oh, oh. that's fucked. Um, so <laughs> then, then I paid for a private scan in London, um, which confirmed, confirmed the job was done. And uh, then look, went about looking for options to get to get surgery because I knew. Well, I thought about not getting surgery, uh, but then I thought, well, if, if I want to stay racing, fit and healthy for the next few years, which I do, it's probably best to try and get this done as soon as yeah. possible because you've got the best chance for healing. Yeah, um, and yeah, the, the the options for surgery in England were like it's like six, seven grand pounds for like jeez for like someone that done like three of them. And I was like, mm, yeah, that sounds exciting. And then uh, talking with Kat, Kat found us a surgeon. Her mate, her, one of her best mates, Joanna, her brother is like a pro footballer. And he's had some, he's had some knee problems. Anyway, he knew a surgeon, uh, Alkis, and he wanted like, I don't know, four grand for surgery. And he'd done like a lot of pro footballers in, in Europe. So I was like, okay. oh, this sounds pretty good. And yeah, flew to Athens. And the next day later, or a couple of days after, got the surgery and all went smooth. Awesome, that's the result. But yeah, even even that, like I've got friends who've had that kind of same surgery done, and it's normally like six months before you can even really get back on a bike. So, how did you go about getting back up to speed? And yeah, I mean, I think I was, I think I did a trail ride at like four months. Fair play, Maybe three and a half, four months. Like, yeah. I, I just honestly, like the, fir the first time I pedaled a bike, like a gym bike after that surgery, I nearly cried. Like I was, I was so excited. I could even like turn pedals again. It was like, awesome. it was such a, yeah, I was just in the gym at the front on like them proper Jeffrey sit back pedal bikes. 
and like I've got it on like number one setting and I've just done a full rotation and I like start tearing up and I'm like yeah <laughs> we're, we're on the way to recovery and that, that was like after on it three weeks a month and then yeah four months trail ride or maybe the first World Cup was four months I think the first World Cup was five months um, I got hooked up with CTI knee braces so that made things feel a lot safer I definitely nice. raced in 2018 without them yeah um, and I was pretty sorry go on did, I was going to say, did you have any time on the downhill bike then before? Because Lozenge was the first round, wasn't it? Nice, um, easy, smooth track for you. Yeah, no, I, I did. Not as much as I would have liked, really. Um, but that was basically due to trying to recover from the injury. Um, I remember yeah. we, we rocked up in Shockle for some team testing. And that was when I was back on propane 2018. And we did like a couple of days there. But honestly, it just ended up in more filming than uh, testing really did a bit of riding there and I felt I felt decent on the bike um, and then we went to Maribor uh, had a go at racing the IXS Cup um, my knee still felt didn't felt 100% but it felt safe enough to ride you know, I, wouldn't, I didn't want to I wasn't going to ride if it felt proper sketchy yeah uh, and, I, and I had a little crash actually in that race run but I was like wasn't miles off the pace so that was like fairly promising Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I got maybe a week or two on the downhill bike before I went to Croatia. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, yeah, how did that how did that go when you're actually at your first kind of World Cup? It's 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 hard to recreate that anywhere else, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely lacking some confidence. Um, I wasn't my old self with knowing I'm riding with an injury, but I know I had a good go. I ended up like sixty fourth. Um, which was pretty frustrating, to be honest. It was like on a half a second or whatever. So in this squad fun there, I was pissed. And um, yeah, that was a rough season. Same again, Fort William. I think I was just about on pace and had a crash in, in uh, qualifying. And uh, yeah, real got tangled up in my head, man, and was was stressing out real hard. And um, come to Lear Gang, I ended up getting. I think qualif- I think I qualified sixtieth. Um, but like that was, I was pretty much at the end of my tether then. I don't know, I don't know what would have happened if I didn't qualify there. But uh, yeah, things luckily things started to go a bit better from that race onwards, which was Definitely, good. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> the, the lack of confidence thing. Do you think that's like just because you'd not had time on the downhill bike, or is it like a mental thing of kind of getting over the fact that you've, you know, you've hurt yourself doing the sport kind of thing? Does that make sense? Yeah, I just, I, I just felt like put myself under pressure and when you don't qualify you put yourself under even more pressure to qualify the next one regardless of injury and then if you don't qualify that one like man like i was just yeah you just start stressing yeah um, it sort of turned turn around in a pretty big way didn't it for val de sol do you think do you think that's because uh, it's a track that you really enjoy or did yeah something else I, just, happen? I just had some good people around me at that race and my dad turned up um, we're having a bit more fun like yeah the track was like it was technical like Croatia was uh, wasn't uh, it wasn't a bad track but it was like a pretty sketchy track to come and ride on a half decent knee you know there was like rocks pointing at 90 degrees towards you and I'd not really rid much stuff of that but but yeah Valdesol was way more what I was into like greasy roots and tech stuff which was fun and just yeah. I just had fun on my bike you know Nice, yeah, and it came through, didn't it? Back, back into the top twenty, solid fifteenth yeah. at Val de Sol. Yeah, so yeah, that must it. have that must have felt real good after the start of the season. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and then yeah, it progressed with a few more top twenties, and then it was Lenzerheide Worlds that year, wasn't it? With um, obviously you getting the podium there the year before. Did you have high hopes for that? Like, how did that weekend or um, that week go for you? Yeah, it went fairly all right. I was pretty excited to to make the world team with the first couple of races well considering the first couple of races of the year and then I had a decent enough week I pushed pretty hard on my run and had a big old uh, big old moment but times are so tight that track um, maybe I would have wanted more than 17th but considering the start of the year I think I was pretty pretty happy to take a top 20 or whatever it was yeah, yeah easy place to get hurt as well that track I guess it's with a in fairly recent injury, does that sort of thing play on your mind at yeah, all or not? I mean, if you want to talk about lens hard and injuries, 
<laughs> There's and, been a few there, hasn't there? Yeah, I've never really liked that track, to be honest. The first two, first, I went there. What year was it? I went there. Anyway, it took me like three races to even qualify that track. I just did not get on with that track at all. Um, I think I went there on an orange. And then I was then there again on a on a propane 2016, I think, and I had like a sprained elbow. So I couldn't straighten my arm. Uh, yeah, th- so the first year I went there, I like had a little crash and like separated my shoulder slightly and uh, got got red flagged on my quali run, which was a decent run. I had to push up and do it again, and that didn't go great. And then 2016 on the propane, yeah, trying to ride with sprained elbow and then 2017 i got a podium so it's completely bizarre like honestly i didn't even want to go to that race 2017 i wanted to go race the negro avalanche mad isn't it mad mad how it works yeah yeah yeah. and so yeah kind of a season of ups and downs i guess it sounds like it got pretty low in that early phase of the season and that that is always going to be tough and from what i understand the atmosphere in the team was a bit challenging that season as well and that led to you signing for cube in 2019 yeah how did that come about exactly i mean like me and pro ben got on real good but um i think it's fair to say me and ben had our differences towards the end of 18 and the option with q come along um it seemed like a cool step in my career so i guess i went for it yeah was that your first time on what i guess would be considered like a full factory team uh yeah i think it yeah i think that was first factory team it's hard to tell the difference but yeah <laughs> yeah, because I mean, obviously, we, I think we talked about this on the podcast when you were on before. Factory teams, and they're all pretty similar, aren't they? Like a team to team, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, true, but I guess the level of support maybe would, varies. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're all similar, as in a team to team. But you know, what I mean, some, yeah, some teams are called factory teams, and some teams are not. We having to uh, like work in the off seasons when you were on propane still to kind of pay the bills sort of thing or have you got to the point where you're able to live off the income from the riding uh yeah first so 20 uh was it 2016 no 2017 was the first year i got paid i think i got 10 grand for this for the year uh-huh. um so yeah things were pretty tight and i was in new zealand that winter and i was doing a bit of gardening now before i went no, actually, that was 2016. Yeah, I did a bit of gardening in New Zealand, and I did a bit of roofing between some races as well in 2017. Yeah, and then 2018 was the first year I didn't have to do anything, which was cool. Okay, so that podium kind of helped you negotiate yeah, yeah, a much yeah. better position. Definitely. Yeah, and did the did the level of support kind of step up again when you moved on to Cube? Was there better financial security? Kind of more from the team as far as like testing and support of the races goes, or was it pretty similar? Yeah, I'd say it stepped up a bit. I mean, we had Fox on board, which was cool. So we got like Fox testing, which I think was definitely useful. Um, and it was more, it was definitely more performance focused as before we'd been going to testing and we'd spend way more time like doing videos, which I love doing videos. So I was like, enjoying the testing with you like knowing it was going to be like productive but i was also like wanting to do some filming for like social media stuff and just because i enjoy doing that as well but it was cool it was different definitely different yeah yeah how does that work for you because you're like there's two sides to your personality i guess like everyone knows that you like to have fun like it's always a good time but you take your racing pretty seriously right so i do man yeah i love my racing yeah so how, how did that how did that fit with cube? Cause it, from the outside looking in it, they seem like a relatively serious, like you said, performance focused team. Yeah. Was that a tough fit for you or? Um, yeah, I guess you could say, I think we got on, but I think there was definitely a couple of differences where I don't think they realized. I'm not, not sure if this is sure, but I don't think they'd be quite realized that I had to sort of have a bit of fun and let loose a little bit to find my flow and getting to get the results I know I could like do because I was trying to follow that sort of I was trying to essentially be more professional when I signed that deal like be more like I don't know German in a way 
but like it just wasn't working. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. Don't really know what to say. I might just That's fair enough. Just swerve all this one. <laughs> <laughs> so co- coming into 2019, were you injury free that off season? I was. Yeah, I think 2019, yeah, I was injury free. Completely yeah. injury free actually. Okay, cool. so a, a good off season, kind of a lot of, um, I guess, support to get up to speed, like Fox testing that kind of stuff. But yeah. again, it was like a bumpy start to the season for you, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, we keep going to bumpy starts to the season, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> it seems it seems to be a little bit of a theme that. Like, yeah, well, but... I'm hoping next year won't be a bumpy start of a season. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll go into that. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've watched Flow State which is a bit of a video I did with Max uh, Rendell's sleeper co, but he sort of come and documented a bit of pre-season with me and then we road tripped, oh, pardon me, road tripped to Slovenia together and uh, yeah, got into Maribor, which was the first race of 2019. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was riding, I was, I was sure I was riding good, like I would, Felt good filming, felt good riding. I come like fifth at that IXS Cup and I'd completely gone off, like missed my line and gone into the tape and had a bit of an error, which I was real pissed off at. So I knew I could do good at the rate of the World Cup. And then it rained for qualifying and uh, I slid out and I come like uh, fifth and I just, just wanted to cry. <laughs> Easy done, eh? That was Greg, also Greg Minard's first yeah, ever yeah. DNQ, wasn't it? Yeah, man. But I, I felt, yeah, I felt like I let, let myself down and the team down. Then I was, I was pretty upset. Um, but there you go. Yeah, these things happen. Dust yourself off. That's it. Yeah, and then Fort William was a was another DNQ. Did you get? Did you crash there? Yeah. Oh, there. That's the year I uh, did. I crash there. Maybe I told you about my cube crash when I thought I was on pro. Yeah, I think I, I think I had it. Yeah, I crashed and I'm, I would come like sixty something again. It was another another bad day. It was a bad day. It's not one I remember. Uh, and like a crash that left you a bit beat up because Leah Gang was back to back, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, and Leah Gang again, twenty nineteen. I qualified sixtieth again. Again, strange, eh? Like. It's Mate. almost like repeating, but in totally different circumstances. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely mad. And um, so 2019 didn't go great. You know, I was like just sort of putting my shit in a pile after the game. Uh, went to Leger, um, had a good race. Finally, I got like qualified 14th, got like 18th. Um, with an old, I had a decent run, I made a mistake. And then I was like, got my confidence back you know i was like yeah right we're ready to go um went to the uk um it was national champs and it was like 50 to 1 bowl jam and i was having so much fun in the bowl and then um followed ryan middleton in if you've ever watched ryan middleton ride it's just like you just you do get distracted and, uh, I was following him <laughs> and mate, he pulled this shape I'm not Ryan it's not your fault that I broke my wrist but anyway he pulled this shape and distracted me like oh mate I was just watching him and I cocked up this transfer and um, just yeah ate shit and broke my scaphoid again oh man same wrist um, yeah yeah same wrist so the first time I broke it when I spoke to you in 2017 I just cracked it and then that time I snapped it um, so yeah, I let the guys at Cube know. I was pretty disappointed because I, I really wanted to like do some, do some good, good results and for myself and for Cube. So yeah, that was the end of the season. I spent the rest of that year in Pillion, Pillion on the beach, um, which was cool, but not where I wanted to be. Let's be honest. Yeah, again, it's another long recovery, isn't it? That mm. skateboard can be pretty nasty. Yeah, that was, that was shit, man. This wrist will never be the same again, for sure. He's, you still feel it when yeah, you ride yeah, now. I mean, if I pull real hard on the bars, it's like <laughs> cracking. Do you but, have to wear a brace on it or? No, nah, I've got pretty good. I mean, I was doing a lot of sort of gymnastics related exercises the end of uh, last year mm-hmm. uh, and 2020. And that really helped things loosen up. But that's, I've sort of done calisthenics, which is like gymnastics. I don't really know what it is, but that was good for the wrist. Um, yeah. 
but it's still it's still not not great it's it's good but it's not it's not great if i don't keep on top of them exercises it goes pretty stiff basically yeah brutal you you went out for a bit of riding in thailand as well towards the end of 2019 yeah did uh was it chiang mai enduro i did chiang mai enduro yeah yeah what's it what's it like riding out there i've been out there but i've never ridden there mate it's cool um not not just because of the riding, just because of everyone, you know, the scene, people, they're so hype, so friendly. Um, some of the food is pretty interesting. Um, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm swerveball in the subject, the riding's sick. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else went on in Thailand? <laughs> no, loads of stuff, right? It was cool, it was cool. Uh, did a little bit of boxing, which was interesting. Wow, fair um, play, you're a brave man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What else happened in Thailand? Oh, yeah, it was a pretty fun trip. I mean, I missed my flight there, missed my flight back. And yeah, broke my bike for the race. I didn't actually race the race, which was great. Um, what else happened? Got held hostage with my mate Mal in some sort of sketchy karaoke club. Interesting. Uh, yeah, mate, every year, I'm like, every time you go to Thailand, bizarre things happen. Um, but yeah, it's cool. The food is pretty mad. Like I told the guys there that I eat fish. Uh, this was actually the year before this, this story. Was it 20, 2017, 2018, when I was still on propane, I was still on Vita. Back on yeah. Vita this year, actually, which, is, which I'm stoked about. Um, yeah, we went to, they picked me up from the airport. We went to this like restaurant thing that was on stilts in the middle of this lake. And I'm like, yeah, I eat some fish. So they got me this like fish soup and there's like, I don't know what they were, but there's like these piranha heads in this bowl, man. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> Wild. Did you get through them? No, nah, no chance. No <laughs> chance. I'm, I'm vegetarian, so that was pretty intimidating. I was like, what? That is pretty full on, yeah. Yeah. Fair play. And then, yeah, so 2020, I mean – what is there to say it was an interesting year that's for sure yeah like how how was the whole covid thing out in greece um yeah it was a weird one so we i'll start from the beginning here. so we were in portugal fox testing just before the first world cup yeah um and then we well when we got sent well we all went home because the world cup got cancelled when we were there um, which was a bit of a shit. But I was like, all right, cool, no stress. Like, I'll go home, I'm going to race these Greek motorbike races, do some digging. I've got loads of stuff to, to get on with, get back to Greece, find out all these motorbike races I wanted to do. We've got cancelled. I was like, oh, bugger. So I just started digging. Just dug a set of dirt jumps, dug a downhill track on the mountain behind the house, um, and then end up getting some digging work in North Greece, Chimurka, with uh, Sotiris, um, which was cool. That's when I was driving the Panda. So, yeah, I did a lot of digging while COVID was okay. happening. Yeah, for, like, bike park type stuff? Or... Yeah, yeah. I got a job. Like, I got work um, up north through the, I think it was, like, the money budget from the European Union. They're, like, trying mm -hmm. to develop this like mountainous area in Jamaica. Mate, this place is like absolutely rid ridiculous. There's like bears and wolves up there. Like, like it's the most alone I've ever felt when I'm digging a trail. Wow. It's like pretty, pretty mad up there, but yeah, the, the trails and the riding's cool. So I was pretty stoked to get some, get some work digging a trail on there. And I had like free reign to take it wherever I want. Um, and hopefully I'll get back to do some more up there. Sweet. Is that open to the public then now? Yeah, or? that's that's a public public sort of setup. Yeah. Um they've got Sweet. like loads of like rafting and like hiking trails and guided motorbike stuff and some guided bicycle tours. So they're just putting some money into the refuge and all the facilities for mountain biking, which is really cool. Yeah, so a good place for people to visit for a, like a riding trip then? Like, yeah, I'd say so. I mean there's a lot of stuff around Ioannina. Um but yeah, if we if we keep building more and more trails, it's going to be a rad place to go. Come. Nice, sounds good. Yeah. We we disappointed then to not be going racing, or was it kind of nice to spend some time doing something different? Because you yeah. had a couple of, I guess, tough seasons, really. Yeah, I man, I was pretty annoyed actually not to be racing because um, it was like coming to the la last year. Well, last year was. 
the end of my contract. Um, so my contract was coming up for the end of 2020. Yeah. And things weren't looking good, you know. Like I had, had a rough 2019 with an injury and a pretty, pretty shit start of the year. And, um, yeah, I really needed to do well on my bicycle for 2020 to get a job for 2021. So I was like, hmm, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes it a bit tricky, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it does. Um, yeah. But I, I wasn't too stressed. You know, I, I like, knew I still had put some cool videos out and this, that, and the other, but I definitely wanted to go bike racing. I, I was like, had all this energy built up from like ready to unleash in like April or, you know, I was just twitching. So that's, that's where all the digging started happening. And then spent a bit of time in Austria, Man- managed to go to France for a week in Morzine, which was cool. Nice. Um, and then I went to Austria for a week, stayed with Stevie Schneider. That was real cool. Like just, yeah. I've never been out to go anywhere and just chill in the summer. Yes. yes yeah. I think a lot of athletes have found it nice to have like a summer not off, but like to where there's got a bit more freedom to do other things maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you keep training? Like how did you find your motivation through that year? Uh, yeah, I kept riding. I was riding loads. And um, as soon as we found, so it was hard to focus training because you didn't know when you were going to be racing. Yeah. So it's like, it's so hard to know to like, what are you training for? You're like potentially training for something that's not going to happen which is like gnarly because you're like, well, I could be doing like digging trails or this that, and the other working on videos. Uh, so as soon as we got like the dates locked in for the, for the, for the world cup races, I, I like properly put my head down and focused on training to get ready yeah. for them. And at, at, at what point did you know that cube weren't going to attend those races? Um, well, <laughs> uh, so at Maribor, after the race, we all sort of had like a bit of a team discussion. And yeah. It was made apparent that Cube is not going to be going to the last two races at uh, Loser, which I was a bit, um, yeah, I was fairly upset to say the least. But anyway, regardless, they were like Ash, the manager, like it was, it was his decision. But he was, I told him I wanted to go because um, I was essentially riding for a job for the next year. And yeah. he, he was like, yeah, 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 he understood. And he like, give us an extra bite to like cover my own costs and mouse costs, um, which was cool. Nice. I mean, it wasn't yeah. ideal. The team wasn't there, but that was like a, a cool gesture. Um, and yeah, um, I mean, that last race was sick, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I was going to say what, like, it, it seemed to light the fire in you, that place. Like you were out there winning practice, like vital raw, looking awesome. Looked like you're having a lot of fun. Dude, I was just pushed into a corner, you know, and, I was with some real cool people, like staying with Mal and like pitting with Kafra and Max and all them boys. Just had a great time. <laughs> like I, I was, I knew I was under pressure to like have a good race to to get some some clout secured for for next year. Um, but yeah, I just generally like had a proper giggle, like had a couple of beers every night, um, took things seriously, and things worked out. You know. Yeah. Did the, did, do you think the pressure helps you then? Because a lot of people go to bits with that much pressure. Like you've got two races left to get a job for the next year almost. Like mm. how, yeah. How do you find, how do you deal with that? I don't know if it was, yeah, I guess I was on some pressure, but I sort of enjoyed the pressure at that last race for some reason. Like I knew I was riding good. I knew I could do well. And, um, yeah. I just felt confident having cool people around me, like the atmosphere hanging out with like sharing the pits with Kafra and all that was, was cracking. You know, there was, there was no stress and now I was looking after the bike. He's pretty funny. He helped us out with cooking, this, that, and the other, everything, everything sort of worked out. Did, uh, did the track help? Oh, well the track's rad. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely makes a difference, right? If it's a fun track to ride versus something that you, maybe don't enjoy like like Lear gang maybe yeah that's it man and I've, I've done a lot of testing there before with fox at the start of the year and i sort of felt pretty comfortable from the get-go um yeah and i was just loving riding my bike i was i probably did too many laps 
<laughs> quite quite a natural style track as well do you think that suits you more than the bike parky type yeah, stuff yeah definitely i like i like to be able to use my my riding like brain you know like yeah, i like to be able to think about how i'm gonna get through a section composed compared to like oh my god i'm gonna have to pump and pedal what's so hard through here to try and make up a second you know i prefer to like jump a greasy route or do something for a rock garden and in, in compare, comparison to a bike park track where you've just got to let the brakes off around the corner. Yeah. You still have to uh, put a bit of horsepower down towards the bottom though. That pedal no, didn't no, like a no, lot of fun. No, that pedal did me, didn't it? <laughs> it's brutal. It's <laughs> quite long, huh? No, no. Like race one, I think I finished. I can't remember where I finished, but I was sixth when I hit the pedal and I finished... Um, <laughs> I'd have finished 14th. So I lost some position. Yeah. And I think race two, I was first when I hit the pedal. I think that's right. I think it was first, first three splits. And then I was fifth at the finish. Yeah. So, yeah. I need to, need to work on that pedaling. I don't know what I did. I th- like from the last split, there was like a river crossing to the, to the, the first split on the pedal. I don't know if these guys are doing some other magic shit that I missed, but. Yeah, like Loic and the Top Boys took like two seconds out of me in that 45 seconds, which does confuse me. Yeah, it's quite a chunk, isn't it? Like mm. everyone's fit, right? It's not like you're unfit. No, that's it. Like uh, I definitely am unfit, but yeah, I, I am confused. So anyway, we, we know what to work on for next year. Well, yeah, Loic had some uh, some special button on his handlebars, yeah, didn't he? Maybe, maybe that was it. He's got the special button. <laughs> <laughs> so what what yeah like it must have felt amazing to be back on the podium again because it's been a couple of years a bit of a rough ride you knew you needed to perform were you you pretty stoked sitting there i was was stoked yeah i mean honestly um i did get a bit lucky with like the weather i'd say like it did rain midfield but then to be fair the top boys still beat us in in them conditions so i'm not sure how much it changed i'm sure it was difficult for a few boys there um but yeah i was i was super relieved you know just just relieved more than i think because it'd been three years since i've been on the podium so i was starting to like ask myself questions you know like especially during the summer of 2020 i was like oh you know like i don't know like maybe maybe that's me done as a racer you know like with all the bad luck i've been having i was like considering just doing like a full-time media deal and and that's when I started talking with Propane actually. But um but yeah, it was it was a huge relief. Like it was it was cool, you know. I went home like happy and fulfilled and knowing that yeah, exciting things were to come for the next year. That's good to hear, man. What what was it like racing with the pandemic going on? Because obviously there's no crowd there. Like, does it lose some of the atmosphere? Oh, mate, ma- massively, massively. I mean like a lot of the a couple of boys weren't at the races this year were they due to the pandemic which was a shame and then the crowd wasn't there there was a bit of a crowd at Maribor but there wasn't many people at Portugal it was like a a huddle of 40 people in the finish something like that uh, pardon me but yeah it, it was still cool to be racing you know because that's what we love doing but it definitely not the same as doing a race run with thousands of cheering fans inside the track yeah, but the result helps, I guess. It gives you some of the stoke back, like oh, when mate, you perform definitely, well. Definitely gives some stoke back, definitely. Yeah. What What do you reckon to double headers? There's been various people that have said they enjoyed them, and a lot of people that weren't big fans. Uh, what, what's so your thought on it? The original idea to me when I first rocked up at um, at Maribor, I was like, Nah, not sure about these double headers. Um, and then after I did that week. I was like, yeah, it's not so bad. And then moving into Portugal, I was actually pretty excited for it because I sort of worked it out a little bit how it works in Maribor. And um, it was starting to enjoy it. It it makes the trip so much more worthwhile. You know, if you have one bad race and you've got another one two days later. Yeah. uh, The only thing I would say, it'd be nice to do like, if you could have like it for eight days. So if you've got, if we had an extra day after race one, to okay. like walk track two and just have a bit of chill time before getting into qualifying. Cause at the moment you've got four days of timed racing. So you've got qualifying for first race, 
then you've got racing for the then, then the next day you've got race run for the race one and then the day after that you've got practice for race two um which is gnarly like i know like i didn't even know they'd put the practice forward for race two in portugal and i'd missed half a practice i rocked up at 10 o'clock and got two runs in oh. Oh, man. And then I qualify and I nearly turned into the old track, so that was a bit different, difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've got four days. You've got quali race, quali race. So it's like, it's not just physically tiring. It's like, I'd say it's more mentally tiring. Okay. Um, but I think it's definitely better with the um, just the amount of racing and, and points and things you get done in that yeah, week get, for, for the effort for the effort needed to travel you get so much more done in a week it's cool yeah yeah it's good for fans i think i certainly enjoyed having an extra race to watch on a friday it was uh yeah. it's pretty good yeah. yeah so you knew it sounds like you knew pretty early on in the year that cube 2021 probably wasn't going to be happening yeah. like what what did you set your sights on doing did you want to be on another factory team or like where was your head at with that so I got. I was sort of asking uh, the man, my manager Ash. I was like, "Well, like, I need to sort of know what's happening." Uh, and to be honest, I thought they'd offer me another ride for 2021 with the whole Corona situation. I was I was fairly confident, um, but I was hassling them for an answer. Uh, and I got one. Got one before Maribor, so I hadn't even done any races. 2020 and i'd found out that they didn't want me for 2021 so cool uh there was some reasons but anyway um i'm not sure how true the the reasons are anyway then i found out a couple of days later through uh through a mate that they'd signed danny so i was like all right maybe them reasons aren't so true anyway Mm. oh well anyway this is this what happens yeah um but before then I'd already sort of been speaking with Probane about like doing like a media sort of free sort of deal where I can do whatever I want, basically. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, because I, I knew things might not work out and I was pretty excited to, to talk with Propane and see what, they were, see what they were th- their thoughts were because we always used to work, work well together and I wanted to work directly with them guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, when that when I found out that I definitely wasn't going to be when the the option for Cube wasn't there, then I pursued pursued that. And after after loser with a with a podium, that became a lot easier, which was cool. That's good to hear, man. And you've taken a couple of talented young Greek riders on board as well, yeah. Yeah, shit, yeah, man. So we've got Socrates Zutos, Sok Zutos, and yeah. George Panalopoulos. Um, yeah, two two very young, very talented dudes. I think. Sock 16 and he keeps up with me down most trails and then George is 18 and does things on the bike that I didn't know people could do yeah. so it's yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool to see and I'm pretty pretty stoked to um, I don't know maybe do some videos with them and see where they go in the future awesome have you got like a full raft of sponsors now because I think I've only seen propane as the like the big release but yeah. you mentioned V-Tire yes I'm on propane Personal miss any of them now. It's gonna look bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Um, Stoked to be back back on propane. It's like rejoining the family. Uh, worked real closely with them guys before, uh, and yeah, got loads of, loads of cool companies on board. We got V Tire, boys from Thailand, man like bike hooking us up, which is which is rad. They're hooking us up with some moto stuff as well. Uh, back on Bliss clothes. Which is cool. Highlux goggles, which is like a they're an American goggles slash glasses company, but real impressed with them. Like high quality, high quality gear. Uh, six pack for like bars, stems, seats, posts, pedals. I think uh, crank bro, crank brothers hooking us up with the new shoes. You've probably seen them new shoes. I have yeah, they're yeah, good. So on their their shoes and wheels for them this year and next year. Mudhugger and the new custom mudguards. Bell helmets, which I'm stoked. We're back on bell helmets, mate. Feels so much safer in one of them. Uh, then we have TRP brakes and gears, Olin suspension, which is, mate, I just got my uh, TTX shock in the back of my spin drift. First ride Saturday. Mate, it's basically cheating, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, 
well impressed, like rolling through rock gardens. It like so some shocks seem to like pack in, but this thing sort of like pushes you through. It's like gains speed of rough stuff. It's like bizarre, but yeah, I like it. Sounds yeah. good. And then yeah, with the uh, beta grease as well, hooking us up with the motorbike stuff, which is cool. Yeah. A massive part of the training. Yeah. Yeah, not forgetting muck off as well. They're hooking us up, keeping all the bikes working sexy. So yeah, that's the full list. Those are cool companies. Stoked to do some uh, some cool stuff from this year. So what are the plans then? Like, is it are we still having a full World Cup season? Yeah, definitely. So after the last the last race at Loser, I was like had so much fun with Mal and it. And he's like pretty switched on from running all the roof stuff. He's good at organizing and this, that, and the other. So I've sort of employed him to be like co-manager for me this year and for okay. the other two. So he's going to be like helping us with organization and mechanics. And we're going to go hit a full World Cup season. So full World Cup season and then do as many cool video projects along the way as possible. Amazing. So are all three of you doing the World Cups? Uh, so me and Sock are going to do well, I'm going to do full season and then Sock's going to do uh, select World Cups in EWS depending on if they all happen and his schedule yeah because uh, he's he's first year junior yeah but man I'm excited to see him do some races well uh, if he's that, if he's as quick as you are already well, that's uh, yeah, yeah, he, sounds good mate he goes well if you if you go on his Instagram he just posted this crash video of him hitting this chicane. We were like riding this chicane, just bottom bit of this track we built through um, quarantine or whatever it was called last year. And he hit this chicane like three times, at like insane speed. I was like, you are broken, mate. Get the camera out to film it once. And he just has the biggest rag I've seen in weeks. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Did he walk away? He walked away. Yeah, it was sweet, man. Um, I wish I was 16 and I'd have to get away with crashing that. And like G- George is the other dude we've got got getting involved with propane. He's like pretty insane at street and um, I'm excited to see him put them skill- skills in- onto like a mountain bike. I reckon he can Definitely, do some man. pretty funky stuff. So he'll be getting involved with lots of videos and this, that and the other. Cool. And we had um, Remy Metallier on the show last week. He's also just signed with propane oh, yeah. and, um, and was hoping that he might get to meet and ride with you at some point. So it'd be cool to see you hitting some of the Squamish trails and definitely, finding some mate, gaps definitely, with him. Yeah, yeah, go ride some of his sketchy rocks that he keeps polishing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some pretty interesting lines, huh? He does love it, doesn't he? Fair play to him. He definitely does, yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to see you guys do some stuff together. Yeah, what's definitely. What's the plan then? Are you going to like get heavily into the YouTube side of things? Like, There's a lot of riders mm. and racers getting into that at the moment. Yeah, I am trying to grow my YouTube. So if anyone's listening and do fancy subscribing, I'm on a massive 1,200 subscribers. All right, <laughs> let's see if we can do anything about that. Get involved. I'll put a link in no, the show notes. I am actually making an effort. So Tommy, Tommy's, uh, Tommy, Can- Tom Canwell, Tommy C., He's been putting together like um, throwback videos for us the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to put one. One of them goes out every Thursday till I've run out of money to pay Tommy or he runs out of content. <laughs> Tommy's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, have you got any other like projects lined up then or is it all stuff that you're working on? Um, yeah, so definitely want to do another flow state with Max Rendell. Yeah. Um, love filming with Max he's like he's pretty cool with his ideas and his editing is like just out of this world so definitely definitely going to try and get another flow state make that happen for this year um going to be pushing out a few life in greece episodes okay uh i wouldn't call them vlogs but they're going to be like i don't know over over four or five minutes sort of riding with different scenes of boys over here from street to BMX from dirt jump mountain bike moto just yeah each one will probably be fairly different uh, I did did one of them with George and Andros last year during COVID if anyone wants to check that out and it rode Andros bowls which was ah, I saw that yeah, yeah those bowls look amazing yeah like insane eh? like uh, I rocked up the um when we got to the top bowl which is like built halfway up a mountain like i honestly nearly like 
I just stopped. I was just frozen. I could not believe what I was looking at. Is that the one that's painted like red? No, so that that's the little fella. That's the little one. But then up, okay. up the mountain, uh, mate, he's, I think he's called Nikos. He's like a bit of a like, like artist sort of cool dude, you know, like had a set of dirt jumps up the mountain and over years, years he like got sick of maintaining them. So then he started concreting them. And then one thing led to another, and now it's this most ridiculous bowl you've ever seen in your life. Like, options are endless. It's just, uh, unfortunately, it was just a bit windy when we went there, so we didn't ride that big one too much, but I'd love to get okay. back there. But anyway, yeah. yeah, we got distracted. What were we saying? That's <laughs> yeah, plans for 21. So, yeah, a lot of video plans yeah, lined a lot up. Of video, yeah, so definitely another flow state, then uh, some Life in Greece episodes. And then we want to do some bigger bigger episodes so I think Ben Winder is going to get involved definitely which would be rad for nice he's going to try and follow us at all the World Cups ah uh, cool okay um, so we'll try and put out like some bigger less censored videos of what actually happens before and after World Cups and just see what happens but I think they're going to be pretty good Nice. And are you gonna are you gonna do? Of course you can. <laughs> you don't want you're not setting out to make them bad, are you? So I, I, I'm pre- let's, let's reword that. I'm pretty excited for them. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and um, what about other racing? Will we see you at like Crankworks or any other stuff? Yeah, that's the plan. So I want to do like main focus be like World Cups and video projects, like hundred percent. And then whatever other races or events that I can fit in, I definitely want to try and do them. But I don't want to be too busy and like half ass the events. So if I've got some good time, like a decent amount of time, then I'll go to a Crankworks. Um, one event I definitely want to do is Mega Avalanche. I've never done it. I'm real keen to do that if it fits the schedule. Yeah, I'd like to go back. It's been a long time since I've done it. Yeah. Have you done it, have you? Yeah, a couple of times. Well, I didn't race the second time because I got injured in practice. Yeah. Um, but I've, yeah, I've raced it once and it was, yeah, a hell of an experience. Like a lot of fun and very unique. I'm not sure, like, I don't think you race in as big a groups as you used to back then. Like right. you used to start everyone together and it was pretty insane. I think they split it down a bit, but I'm sure it's still pretty mental. Right. How was the, uh, the, the snow at the top? That looked mad. It wasn't too bad. The year that we raced there wasn't like loads of snow so it didn't go down as far as it does some years right um but you just like i think if you qualify near the front you're all right because it's been kind of pasted but yeah. if you're towards the back like it it's pretty rough like all cut up people falling off everywhere it's uh it's carnage but it's good fun you'll love it yeah yeah mate yeah it does look mental i'm i'm dead excited for a bit of bar to bar i've never really done that on the mountain bike just to... yeah it's it's one to be done for sure, yeah. yeah cool, man. Fingers crossed. I can get yeah, an exciting year ahead. You must you must be feeling pretty good. But was it hard work to put together a deal for yourself like that? Because it's not like you just sign for someone and they've sorted out all the no, contracts yeah. or the sponsors. It's a lot more work, yeah. It's definitely a lot more work. Um, I spent a lot of time on the laptop. I mean, we had our struggles trying to download Google Chrome today before this, but oh yeah, I spent a lot of time on the laptop doing emails, lots of phone calls. Uh, lots of meetings and like end up driving to to see the guys at propane last summer which was cool um but yeah it's just been just been exciting you know because you know that all the work you're doing is for is for what you want is for your like for my sort of dream essentially you know like so that's been cool it's like i'm putting all that passion into something that i want to do which, which is which is rad but yeah it's been it's been fairly, fairly time-consuming on the laptop, but I'm pretty stoked how things have worked to get worked out. We've yeah. got some really cool companies involved. Definitely, uh, man. Do you, mate, do you think you? Sorry, go on, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Yeah, I was just going to say like how excited I am to be back on back with the boys at Propane. That they've been super supportive, and um, I'm excited to be working along with them, with them guys yeah. again. Do you think we'll see more riders going down this kind of route? Because it seems like there's less and less like factory spots available. Like brands seem to have maybe shifted a bit of money away from racing. I don't know. Well, that's it. I mean, because I like knowing my contract was up at the end of last year. Like I was like 
looking into options around the pits, you know, and there was there's only like a couple of places that I could potentially see myself going, but nothing that really, like maybe I could have got a ride on a couple of other teams, but there was nothing there. Like there was no solid options that I was thoroughly excited about, you know. And um, with talking to Propane, they'd like presented me this option where basically I can do whatever I want. I'm just like, well, maybe like not going to earn the money that I would on a factory team or this, that and the other, but I'm in charge of whatever I want to do, you know. So I was just like, okay, this is what this is what I want. You know, I'm super excited for this. Excellent. I am looking forward to it, mate. Your videos are always good to watch. You put you put a lot of effort into uh, Cheers, into mate. your riding and seem to seem to be willing to take a few risks to get a good edit. So, Cheers. yeah. Oh, mate. I just well, I just love it, and I I absolutely love riding my bike. Yeah, and you can feel it. It comes back in all your edits, and it yeah it makes you want to go out once you watch them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. Oh, mate, cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Well. It, if people uh, if people want to follow you and keep up to date with what you're up to, where's the best places for them yeah, to look? get involved on the the old social media platforms? We've got the Instagram Phil underscore Atwell, I think. Uh, uh-huh. Facebook, that's pretty much the same as Instagram. That's Phil Atwell ninety five. Not really sure. And then we've got the YouTube, which we're going to try and put consistent stuff out uh, either once a week or every couple of weeks. So yeah, I am actually trying to do that. I don't know if they're going to be vlogs. Probably not going to be vlogs, but more like riding episodes, maybe with some talking. Um, girlfriend just crashed the BMW, so that's probably going to get rid off in one of the videos, just for a laugh. <laughs> Mate, yeah, poor cat. Hey, she did a 450 in the BMW. Oh dear. Yeah. Everyone all right? Yeah, she was good. Just the roads out here are so slick, man. And, uh, she Easy just, done, is it? Yeah, she was on the way to work and rear end slid out. She hit the brakes, locked up, started spinning, went backwards into a rock. Um, yeah, and went to work. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. So, so I'm driving the beam around now with the rear end caved in and absolutely love it. <laughs> Quality. Um, nice one, mate. Well, it's been, uh, it's been super interesting catching up. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes for you in 2021 and beyond I feel like there's some good things to come and you seem like you're, you're a happy man so yeah cheers for your time man yeah don't mention it Chris cheers for having us on the having us on again it's been a pleasure nice one. cheers mate alright take it easy bro alright that's it for this episode with Phil I really hope you've enjoyed listening a massive thank you to Canyon for supporting this episode of the show They've got a whole new range of e-bikes in stock and they're waiting for you. So whether it's the new 180mm torque on to go out and get wild with or the spectral on to massively increase the ground you can cover on your trail rides, Canyon have got you covered. So head over to canyon.com now and check them out. All the links you need are in the show notes for this episode over on downtimepodcast.com. If you want to represent the show, then you can grab yourself a t-shirt, sweatshirt or hoodie by heading over to downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop with all the proceeds going to help improve the podcast. You know what to do, keep on spreading the word about the show, tell your riding mates and share the episodes on your social media. It makes a huge difference and it all helps me to keep this thing going. Also, if you've got a bit of time, then a review on iTunes is super helpful too. All right, there's going to be another awesome episode coming up soon, but until then, get out and ride.